there, Happy New Year and welcome back to the second series of Ecomomics, the podcast for all you busy parents and guardians out there who want to make the switch to a more planet-friendly way of shopping and consuming, but don't know how or where to begin. I'm Lisa. And I'm Tanya. And as mothers ourselves, we know what it's like trying to balance hectic, busy lives with trying to make the right consumer choices in order to safeguard the planet for our children and our children's children. There's so much information out there. There's so much eco-jargon and very little is made convenient, especially for busy moms with multiple places to be and lots of responsibilities to juggle at any given time. There's also not enough being done or fast enough. Shops and supermarkets in Ireland are still stocking products and produce covered in single-use plastic, making it impossible for the population in general to shop in a way that's safer for your health and healthier for the planet. So that's where we come in. We want to help you, our fellow busy parents out there, to be more economical with your time and your efforts, not to mention with your wallets. We are going to cut the jargon and do the research and legwork so you don't have to all with the aim of providing you with helpful tips to achieve quick wins in the fight against the climate crisis. And maybe if we all do our bit, one mindful purchase at a time, and encourage our kids to do the same, we might be able to stop this climate crisis in its tracks and make our planet a healthy one for generations to come. After all, when it comes to keeping households ticking along smoothly, it's the moms who run the world. So here we are, 2023. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's a long way from 1970, isn't it, Lise? It sure is. But we're not that far away from some key target dates in the Global Climate Action Plan, which was first agreed at COP21 in 2015. Most people know it as the Paris Agreement. Those commitments were reiterated at the recent COP27 in Egypt and include requirements to reduce global greenhouse emissions with targets dates set for 2030 and 2050. The purpose of these actions is to try to keep global temperature rises at 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels so as to prevent more extreme weather events. However, the latest UN emissions gap report in 2022, released just before COP27, painted a bleak picture, finding that without rapid societal transformation, there is no credible path to the 1.5 degrees C future. So for each fraction of a degree that temperatures rise, Climate Action Plan 2023 sets out how Ireland can accelerate the actions that are required to respond to the climate crisis, putting climate solutions at the centre of Ireland's social and economic development. Now, that probably all sounds like a big turn-off, and it's hard to comprehend what those targets mean or how we're going to get there. To be fair, the government hasn't been great at communicating what individual actions we all need to make so that collectively we get to reach those emission target reductions. So if all your New Year's resolutions have gone by the wayside, if dry January has sprung a leak, or your couch to 5k has been kicked to the curb, like mine has, well, we're going to give you some easy cheats and painless mom actions so you can do your bit in the fight against climate change. So Lisa, what's the key changes you've made in your household in the last 12 months to live more sustainably? Well, Tanya, you know, I suffer from psoriasis, so I need to be really careful when I'm choosing my shower gels and shampoos, and usually I'm stuck with buying the more expensive ones. But I noticed when I'm putting an old squirt of shower gel or shampoo into my hand, you get a massive big splurt out in one go, much more than you actually need. Now, that's a great win for the manufacturer, but it's not so great for my wallet. Mm-hmm. So last year for my shower gel, I switched to a glass pump bottle from the Handmade Soap Company. 
It's just two pumps and that's plenty for your shower in the morning. And I use about one third of product than I did before. So it's much more environmentally friendly and purse friendly. Mm. And I'll put a link up to uh, the products that I'm using at the moment. They're a great company actually and they're up in Slane. They're lovely and a lovely Irish company. And then for the shampoo and conditioner, I've been using Sukin Naturals, which is an Australian company, but it is carbon neutral. I buy their one litre pump bottles of shampoo and they literally last forever. I'm thinking I get nearly a year out of one bottle of shampoo and conditioner. If you want to stick with your current brand, you can just simply buy a pump dispenser. And I've seen lovely, really stylish ones in Ikea from as little as five euro. And then you can just reduce your use yeah. through that. Yeah. And we're now buying a brand called Who Gives a Crap? Yes, it really is called that. And again, it's a carbon neutral bamboo toilet paper which is much more planet friendly even than the recycled paper because it uses much less water in its production. Mm -hmm. The one we buy, it's a double length roll, so it's about a euro roll and it works out to be pretty much the same price as uh, toilet rolls that you find in the supermarket. Yeah. But what I like most about it is that it's completely plastic free. Yeah, brilliant. Um, we also switched to their kitchen paper, which is made from a blend of bamboo and sugar cane. Mm -hmm. And uh, for convenience, you just set up a subscription service based on your household usage. And so you no, never need to worry about running out of toilet roll. Yeah, no calls down there. Like, Where's the loo roll? <laughs> Very good. But and we're actually the same. Um, we actually split our load <laughs> with our next door neighbours, um, Kainsleen. Hello, Kainsleen. Um, and we used to buy, uh, we buy a bale of toilet paper from Clee Paper on the North Circular Road in Dublin, who specialise in ecological and recycled paper supplies. We get 64 rolls of their eco-natural two-ply costs around uh, 34 euros. And that's just over about 50 cent a roll. And that buy might be marginally dearer than some supermarket brands, but these are just so much better for the planet. And your little tushy tush. Yeah. We also bought um, kitchen roll and tissues from them. Um, they just have a great range of products. You can check them out at um, ecoland.com. Oh, we'll put a link up on our Twitter as well. Yeah, good idea. And then I know you're going to kill me, but before COVID and working from home, I have to confess that I did succumb to the convenience of buying plastic water bottles. Very bold, I know. But, you know, having learned about the many problems around plastic and single use we switched to reusable bottles mm -hmm. and so we've eliminated single-use plastic water bottles from the house now for times that we're in a hurry and you want to run out the door in the morning or the bottles haven't been cleaned the night beforehand mm -hmm. i do keep a backup supply of the little tetra pack water which is made from 88 percent renewable materials which is paperboard and sugarcane and delightfully these are produced in ireland by barsley bottle bottling limited they're slightly more expensive than the plastic ones, but they're much more uh, yeah. kinder on the environment. Yeah, and you can use them again. Kids can reuse them. You can and refill them. them. Yeah. yeah. And as I mentioned before, we bought, um, in, I mentioned it in an earlier episode, uh, we bought a six litre Berkey countertop stainless steel water filter. And we haven't bought a bottle of plastic water for the house since. And so for an initial outlay of around, I think it was 380 euros in 2019, it's paid for itself. Especially when you consider that we were buying about 10 litres of plastic uh, bottled water a week for a family of three of us. And that's about 500 litres in a year at a cost of about a euro bottle. So you can see, like, it's paid for itself in Absolutely, one year. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and so, much better for the environment. And tastes lovely too. It gets, you know, I mean, if you drink out of the tap here, it's probably fine water. But to put it through that filter, it just makes it taste a bit nicer. I found that our electricity bill was going up and up and up. And having looked at the appliances... 
the really the one that was the killer was the oven. Mm-hmm. So uh, early last year, I bought a mini oven air fryer. Um, and I have to say, I really love it. It has some really useful settings. So it's an air fryer. It's a pizza oven to a regular mm-hmm. fan oven and even a slow cooker. I think we paid maybe 350 or 400 for it. But the reduction in our electricity bill was immediate and it paid for itself in about six months. And we just don't use our main oven as much anymore. Yeah, you're right. Like putting on an, an oven for just one thing and having it on to preheat just racks up the electricity cost. Because, yeah, definitely we found that and we I tweeted something that before Christmas um, that from I think it was from the government, wasn't it? It was it had different circles about the different amount of it, it, the circles the representing energy the energy use of yeah. things. And definitely microwaves are, use a lot less energy or electricity than a main oven. Things like appliances like the slow cooker or air fryers are all the rage now. And, you know, you can get them anywhere. They're in an awful lot of the, you know, Aldi's and Lidl's and stuff. So um, Dunn's have them. Um they're just such an efficient way to cook, especially in midweek when it's not a big family roast dinner, you know, where you're not cooking multiple things in the oven. Um, or usually when people are coming and going and yeah. having their dinner at yeah. different times. That's it. Actually, myself and another mom were talking about air fryers uh, the other day and she, she bought a littler Aldi one about four years ago uh, to try it out and, and it's still going strong. Except she's her eye on one of those new Ninja ones, which are about another hundred euros. I think at the least. Aldi Lid ones were somewhere between, I don't know, 20, 40 euros. So these are about 140 quid, but she can't justify getting that until the Aldi little one kind of claps out because um, she can't let her husband see her bringing another <laughs> appliance into the house. Um, but that's what we like to hear. Keep using things until they expire rather than buying a new a new all the time. Well, or she could donate it yeah. or put it up on the local free cycle page too. Yeah. Oh, we could take it, as Jolie said. Yeah, <laughs> we could try it. Yeah, we haven't got an air fryer yet. Do you have any New Year's intentions for living a more planet-friendly lifestyle? I do. I like the word intentions than resolutions. Um, it's, it just uh, doesn't seem as daunting. The resolutions so, can then, go in the, the bin. The resolutions can go in the recycle bin. Because um, it is every year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so what I want to do is to expand what we buy with our next door neighbours. I have to break it to them. I know we're definitely on the same page, but things we were thinking is talking about things that what else could we buy in bulk, like rice, loose rice, you know. And I have to stop buying um, those uh, boil in the bag rices, which is all single use plastic. Bad for the planet. I just was so afraid of how to boil rice or, or that it would stick and burn to the bottom of the pot. I just have to get a bit more confident using the Delia Smith foolproof rice cooking method you told me about. Yeah, Tony, it couldn't be easier. One cup rice, two cups water, and then leave it to cook for 12 minutes. And the most important thing is just ignore it. I'll post a link to her YouTube demo of how to cook the perfect rice. I mentioned in our Talking Trash episode before Christmas that we share a black and green bin with the same next door neighbours. Because uh, because we both, both households kind of recycle and compost a lot, we don't generate that much uh, black bin contents. Mind you, the green bin does fill up, but that's the whole issue of recycling being seen as the saving grace of the climate crisis when it's not. It's just a bandage. Uh, what we really should have is less pack- packaging, less plastic packaging and have more compostable food packaging that goes into the brown bins and breaks down um, at the same rate as the, the food it's wrapped around. So, but just think about it, like we've halved our bin costs by joining forces with the neighbours and sharing bin costs and that, and like, thank you, you can do that. Well, I have to say, like, like you, I'm a demon for recycling. As part of this podcast episode, I calculated that we are saving approximately €100 Euro a year by being very conscious about putting all our recyclable materials 
in the recycling bin. Yeah. Another thing I want to do um, this year is to avoid takeaways, especially on Saturdays and Sundays. I think generally we're pretty good at not buying takeaways, but like most moms, after making dinners all week, come Saturday and or Sunday, I'm pretty fed up of the kitchen and I want to delegate responsibility for meal times. But the thing is, those takeaways and those are just expensive and even worse they generate so much packaging waste and there's a lot of plastic even with the best intention takeaway places it's still plastic they think it's because it's they they mark it as uh, you know be recyclable or whatever it's still filling up the recycling bin so it's not great look i agree but i'm guilty of taking the easy option and ordering a takeaway when i just can't face deciding what are we going to have for dinner tonight But it is, it's such a lazy cop-out. And you can even serve that with a you know, tin of baked beans. Simple, easy, tea, tasty and cheap. And a one-pot meal in many ways because, um, you know, if even if you just microwave the beans. Uh, then I suppose the other thing, I'm also this year going as far as I can to buy fruit and veg without any plastic packaging. Especially fruit, like buying a melon, which cannot last almost a week as, bre- as a breakfast fruit or bananas. Any fruit that has self-contained fruit with its own protective skin, if you know what I mean, that yeah. it doesn't come in a packaging. Like, I love strawberries and grapes, but they're mostly sold in single-use plastic. I know that, like, I see Keelings recently, you know, are trying to package blueberries and cardboard, but it's very random and inconsistent. So, totally. So I mean, I, I'm 100% behind you on this one. It really frustrates me to see fruit and vegetables that come in their own natural protective skin being wrapped up in reams and reams of plastic. But trying to choose a non-plastic alternative is really hard. If you go into the shops, everything is just a Mm. sea of plastic. But, I mean, luckily, I'm beginning to see apples and satsumas in card packaging in Aldi, where I do my shopping. And I hope they extend that to other produce. Yeah. And actually make... I know they have those kind of compostable bags, but I actually have to say something. Um, I went to the Young Scientist exhibition uh, with my daughter's class there recently in the RDS. It was fantastic. And there was a brilliant girl from, um, student from, um, I think it was Andrews. St. Andrews. Saint Andrews. Yeah, yeah. And she um, tested the compostability or the compost rates of uh, compostable bags. I'm saying that really badly. But um, compo- she tested the compost rate of so-called compostable bags from the different supermarket chains and she and and, and she went on a six weeks so she's tested over six weeks she put them in the compost bin and actually the ones that composted the best were the aldi ones and the worst were super values oh gosh. yeah oh. yeah 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 and so like you know you think you're doing well by buying a compostable uh bag you know fruit and veg bag but like really when you think about it it does it depends actually how uh authentic there and how how well they do could be composed so it's not the answer i think the string bags or the veg bags the reusable, are the, ones. The reusable ones are yeah. the best thing to go with yeah so for the rest of the year then as well what i intend to do is i'm going to borrow from a fella called juiced bucker who says he, he he's, he's a guy who's considered the godfather of zero waste living and has had the world's first zero waste restaurant called silo in melbourne and he says if you can't recycle it and it's not biodegradable don't buy it or use it so that's going to be my New Year's intention. And generally, we just want to live a low-tox life, which uh, the sustainability journalist Joe Lennon spoke about in the Sunday Times a few weeks ago. Um, because like we, we know, and we've mentioned it before, that we've cited the, the, the research from the Vienna Medical University, which said that we are consuming, which found that we are consuming five milligrams of plastic each week. That's the equivalent of a credit card size amount of plastic. And you have to consider the medium to long-term impacts of that on our health. 
It's so worrying. Yeah, it is very worrying. I mean, not to scaremonger, but we've seen a massive rise in health issues with fertility and behavioural disorders and cancers and all been linked to plastic. Not to mention the impact on our livers and our thyroid function. I mean, most recently we saw that plastic itself had been identified in a fetus. I know. Like, are we really, we need to get ready to set ourselves free from this addiction to single-use plastics. Um, and you know what, like, what with the pressure on our health system, which is we're experiencing, it's global and it's definitely in Ireland at the moment. We have to do all we can to preserve our own good health as best we can. And being more aware and reducing our exposure to plastic and plastic contamination of our food and everything we ingest is such an essential starting point for that. And of course, our government needs to step up a gear. You're right. We see they need to follow the lead of the likes of France and Spain and actually start implementing the EU guidelines on plastic eradication especially when it comes to our fresh fruit and vegetables. Yeah, I mean, if they can do it there, we're all part of the EU. I just don't know why we're dragging our heels. Well, I think we've said it before. Most of our fruit and vegetables are coming from the likes of yeah. France and Spain. So if the producers there are having to send it to the supermarket without plastic, why are they wrapping it in plastic to send it across to us? I don't know. I suppose then we have to think about what would be my biggest sacrifice. Oh, I know what's coming. Is there tears? There is. Bye bye, turtle. Um, it would be actually the to to um not buy any more crisps, or at least do my best not to. Not only because of the amount of salt and fat in them, but such a huge percentage of crisp packets don't get recycled because we talked about that before. They mostly end up being shredded and used to fire cement kilns, generating more heat and carbon emissions into the atmosphere. And like things like Pringle boxes or any of those cylinder tubes of crisps can't be recycled because they're mixed materials. And I think you told me about that. The Pringles have said that they'll introduce a recyclable um, packaging by 2025. And I'm sure it's only because they have to by then. Absolutely, so like, I just yeah. don't know what they're waiting for. It's, it's, it's I don't know why. It's all a collective uh, heel dragging. It's ludicrous. And mm. it goes back to the government. If the government implemented something and said from January 2024, you need to do this, mm. all the companies would comply like they did. I mean, the companies in France were not very happy about the removal of plastic from the fruit and veg, but they had to comply yeah. and they did it. And they did it, yeah. But I suppose on a on a another aspect of the crisps I have to admit is that there is a myriad of studies and research by scientists who have found that several incredibly detrimental side effects of eating a lot of potato chips regularly. Yeah. No. Crisps, yeah, yeah. They can raise your blood pressure. I don't believe that, Tanya. <laughs> No, no. Sunny, is <laughs> a diver for them as well, the dog. They, they can raise your blood pressure, cancer, risk of stroke, infertility and increased risk of depression. So due to the high sodium or salt levels and trans fat, fats in the crisps. So according to the American Cancer Association, they have identified a chemical called acrylamide that appears in processed foods. And that has carcinogenic properties and can lead to a variety of cancers. So sadly, there's a high level of this chemical in potato crisps. I'm not sure if this is the case with Irish crisps in manufacturers, but... Um, they may be more healthy than the American ones. Do you know what? Maybe I'm fooling myself, but um, anyway. But no, it's time to go. It's time to go. Bye-bye, Mr. Potato. It's time to say goodbye. Yeah. But listen, Tanya, you could try our that lovely Nancy Birth Whistles recipe for homemade crisps oh yeah i remember that remember that she yeah. sliced the potatoes really thinly dries them off use a little spray of low fat oil and uh, put some between two bits of greaseproof paper no not the parchment because yeah. we found that out to our uh, disgust because that's not compostable but just regular greaseproof paper 
cook on high in the microwave for three and a half, four minutes. Then you add your flavoring, whether you want a little bit of salt or something more exotic. Only a little twist of salt. <laughs> <clears throat> and you have crisps, freshly made, without the plastic, without the expense, and without all the chemicals that go into it. Yeah. And you know what? You could even try other. I love the old parsnip chips, so maybe mm. you could try some ver- varieties on that. Yeah. I'll treat her uh, recipe from uh, where she has a little video on how to make it. And the other thing I'd like to do before the end of the year uh, is to uh, get a, a, a refill tap installed in my daughter's school. It's her last year in, in primary school, so um, it would be a great thing to leave there after That'd she's your, gone. Your legacy. Our legacy, yeah, yeah. I think we could we have a sh- little shrine, a little <laughs> plaque. Uh, but they're like you know to be honest they're a pretty good school for you know using their keep cups and keep bo- keep bottles but there's always room for improvement and in terms of cost you know across all parents in the school it shouldn't be more than something like five euros per household even if even that so yeah look forward to getting that organized oh that's a really great idea tanya and they're, sh- they're thirsty suckers during the day with all the running around so yeah so these are all our great plans lisa for a more sustainable new year um Let's see what we stick to or what becomes un- unstuck. Yeah, and let's throw it out there to the listeners. Tell us what your changes you're planning to make. Hashtag Ecomomics yeah. or tag us at Ecomomics underscore IE. Before we head off, uh, of course, we can't let the moment go, the episode go without um, the naming and the shaming of uh, people who have done good or done badly uh, this year or last year in terms of um, more sustainable practices. Sustainable living. Sustainable living. So um, because it's the new year, we decided to give ourselves awards or put each other on the naughty step. So Lisa... Well, it, it is award season, so... It is award season, <laughs> yeah. And the Oscar goes and the Oscar to... the Oscar goes to... It's the only Oscar I'll ever get, but hey, I'll take it, I'll take it. So what's my Oscar for, Lisa? So, I mean, I have to admire you. I mean, I love you've started your little gifts to keep on giving. Yeah. And uh, it's really lovely reuse of beautiful pieces that uh, are very much on trend at the moment. Yeah. So fair play to you on giving new life to china and crystal and Take beautiful away. glassware. Mm-hmm. As you say, that was, you know, good quality stuff. It doesn't need to be junked. It can be represented and you're boxing them up beautifully in the... Uh, recycled shoe boxes yeah and fair play to you they're beautiful thanks very much thanks very much the acceptance speech i better say something before the, uh, the kid, before the, 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 the starts before the, the orchestra starts don't but, play that don't piano. play that don't play that piano oh colin <gasps> love yous but i'm sorry to say the one thing i will have to take you i might be bad for crisps but you are bad for the takeaway so that is something i'm going to have to put you on the naughty step for so um you know you and i I keep an eye on you. If I keep if I keep off the crisps, you have to keep off the takeaways. <laughs> Listen, I'll try my best. <laughs> so we'll, exactly we'll, we'll definitely yeah. reduce our takeaway consumption in the coming year. But listen, you're not going to get off the hook here either, Mrs. <laughs> you have a very serious addiction to Polly Pockets. And if anyone doesn't know what a Polly yeah. Pocket is, it's those A4 sheets of plastic that you put your paperwork in. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of paperwork I know and you have a lot of Polly Pockets <laughs> and I know a lot of it is to do with this podcast yeah it's all but in the not everything needs to be kept in an individual Polly Pocket a tidy clipping paper clipping is a tidy mind yeah I know you're, you're right yeah okay all right yeah definitely we'll do that so are we agreed agreed okay we're yeah. going to keep an eye on each other and we're going mm-hmm. to do better mm-hmm so, everyone, we hope that we've given you some useful and implementable changes that can easily be incorporated into your own family's weekly routine. 
It may sometimes seem that the changes we all need to make are too cumbersome or just not worth bothering about as their impacts are insignificant. But we promise it is worth making the effort to change and will result in better outcomes for your family budget and the planet as a whole. In our upcoming uh, February episode, we will be looking at making sustainable choices while looking after our fur babies. Uh, That's uh, dogs and cats to you and me. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Very important members of the family. Very important member, the most important, yeah, as we call them. but my Sonny is the dog. I, I called him uh, Camilla because there's, there's three of us in this relationship. <laughs> and I know which one is in the top, Peggy. Um, so for, we'll be looking at everything from food to toys to taking care of uh, their 